0: I'm here uh, in a busy theatre complex with uh, Paul Leader, who's a consultant surgeon in Derby. Um, Thanks for coming, Paul. And we're going to talk today about um, obstructive jaundice. Um, First, I suppose it's probably best if you tell us what jaundice is.
1: Yeah. Hi, John. Um, Jaundice is, as most people know, is when a a patient um, turns yellow. Um, It's most classically seen in the um, sclera of the eyes. Um, some people, if it's very deep jaundice, you can actually see it in the patient's skin. But um, commonly, if it's come on gradually, the patient actually hasn't actually noticed it themselves, but um, a friend
0: or relative may have pointed it out to them. Yeah, OK. Um, and there are various kinds of jaundice, intrahepatic jaundice and extra-hepatic jaundice or obstructive jaundice. And we're going to talk about obstructive jaundice just now. Can you tell us how you, you might... Um, from their history, uh, define that someone's got obstructive jaundice. So a patient comes to the yellow or the bilirubins raised on their blood tests. Well, how else would you go about uh, taking the history from them?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously a surgeon. I um, There are different types of jaundice. As, as you mentioned, the ones I'm interested in are the obstructive or the uh, potentially surgical causes. And if you think about... Um, the the anatomy first of all, the fact that the the bile is actually produced by the liver um, and it passes down the little tubes from the liver, the the tubes are the bile ducts and obstructive jaundice is essentially um, a blockage, uh, um, caused by a blockage of those bile ducts now if you think of the, the bile duct as a tube you can have blockage from outside the tube or within the wall of the tube, or actually sort of within the tube itself. And then you can um, think about the different causes depending on, on
0: the site of the so obstruction. So that's important. Any, any obstruction of a tube is in the lumen, in the wall, or outside the lumen? Yeah, it's yeah. a general classification you can use for other areas as well. OK, so um, let's say at any point from the liver to the, uh, to the ampulla of VARTA, where the bile duct empties into the duodenum, is some obstruction. How might the patient present to you? What history would they give? Classically, they will develop obstructive jaundice, which yeah. means the
1: bright yellow um, skin or sclera. Um, during examination, you may also notice that the, the soft palate is bright yellow. If you shine a light on it, that's a, an also a good place to look for jaundice. Um, with, with obstructive jaundice, they may become very itchy, so they have very itchy skin. That may be the first thing they realise. And um, on direct questioning, they may also have a very dark urine. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a pale stool. Right. Why do they have pale stools and dark urine? That's a clincher in the history, often, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's a classical history of obstructive jaundice, and that um, the, the, the bilirubin is actually passing out in 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 the urine, and it's um, the metabolism that goes through. Um, through the GI tract is, is is blocked, so the bile isn't getting through, and that's that's why the stool ends up being very pale.
0: Yeah, because the thing that makes stool brown is stercobilinogen, which is a, a degradation product of bilirubin. So if there's no bilirubin in, no stercobilinogen, and so your stools are pale, and the bilirubin is urobilinogen in the in the urine and that's why it looks dark is that that's right uh, that's perfect John. fantastic okay so um and then so the sort of coming you think you think from the history of got obstructive jaundice what else are key key importance in history to help with the differential diagnosis we any patient
1: that comes and see us we're obviously um thinking about the cause um the, the most common causes and the ones we want to exclude are either gallstones or an underlying cancer so um, it's important to look at the the age of the patient initially. A younger patient um, is likely to, to have one of the more benign causes. An older patient may have uh, malignancy. Mm-hmm. OK. Uh, and about weight loss or uh, abdominal pain, etc.? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And obviously, if a patient's got cancer, they're more likely to have symptoms of, of weight loss, um, there's a classic uh, history with with cancer that is meant to be painless and um, one would assume um, in the majority of cases that if the history is related to gallstones then they may have some associated pain with it.
0: Yeah, okay. So a patient uh, presents with obstructive as we have said, how would you then go about investigating them further? Well, any patient
1: um, that came to your clinic, um, you'd send off um, some blood tests initially. Uh, the most um, useful test would be liver function tests. Um, there you're looking for uh, a rise in uh, certain parameters and you'll find in um, in obstructive jaundice there will be um, certain parameters that will be a lot higher than, than others. And the most common one is alkaline phosphatase. Yeah. It would be a lot higher than the other sort, um, so-called sort of, um Transaminases, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Okay, so alkalphos is up, and ALT and AST uh, probably up, but less so. so they, they're mildly raised, but yeah. um, not as high in yeah. comparison to the alkaline phosphorus. And the reason for that is the alkaline phosphorus lives in the cells of the 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 duct, and so they're getting a bit damaged and released into the serum. So uh, there are the blood tests which confirm that bilirubin Rubin will be raised, and and with a, a, a more raised phos than transaminase, and. And some imaging, is that the next thing to do? The classic imaging is the ultrasound scan, as
1: as you know, John, and um, certainly all patients that um, develop a history of jaundice, that's one of the first tests we organise. There are important um, points we're looking for on ultrasound scan, One is the presence of gallstones within the gallbladder, and if we're expecting um, obstructive jaundice from the history and from the blood test, then we would be looking specifically for a dilated um, bile duct or um, biliary system Mm -hmm. on on ultrasound. Um, The ultrasound is not particularly good at actually looking for a cause of the obstructive jaundice, so you may actually be able to identify they do have obstructive jaundice, but it's not good at looking, of identifying um, stones within the duct, and also um, the, the cancers, the, uh, specifically pancreatic cancer that we have be mm. looking for. So you probably need to organise other investigations yeah, so after it's nor- that. So enormous normally says the pancreas is
0: obscured by overlying bowel gas. Yes, yeah, a classic, if, uh, yeah. classic if report. If you've got gall stones in the gallbladder and obstructive jaundice, then... Chances are, it's more likely to be stones. A
1: forty-year-old coming to you with gallstones confirmed on ultrasound scan and a a dilated biliary tree. Then um, I think you're you're going to be um, so the ultrasound would
0: confirm your suspicion. They've got obstructed ones. They've got a dilated biliary system. Uh, What next? Well, then you need
1: to um, confirm the, the the cause of the of the jaundice itself if you're suspecting stones and you want to diagnose those um, then there are various options you could do um, a magnetic resonance um, scan there's a specific test called an MRCP Um, you know what that stands for yeah magnetic resonance cholangiopancreatography fantastic and that's a very good very good diagnostic tool to actually identify whether there is um, an obstruction within the lumen of the of the bile duct um, and then you can go on treating it, um, treat it specifically. Um, if if you do have a very good history, you may just suggest, well, the patient needs to have their stones out. Let's take them off to the theatre. And um, we can do an x-ray during their operation when having their, their gallbladder removed. It's something called an on-table clangiogram, So you're just injecting some radiological contrast mm. into their biliary tree and looking for obstruction. Yeah. And you can do that all laparoscopically
0: and take so the stones out laparoscopically. Yeah,
1: and you can do it all in one, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: okay. And um, and another thing uh EUS, Endoscopic Ultrasound?
1: Endoscopic Ultrasound has been used um, looking at, at cancers over, over the years, but more recently we found it is quite useful at um, looking at the biliary tree as well. And um, centres that do have access to EUS, um, it's uh, as um, sensitive as MRCP. Um, it does involve the patient following... Um, an endoscope with with an ultrasound probe at the end of
0: it right okay and that's it's not, not available everywhere what about the role of ct scanning ct scan um i mean once you've done your ultrasound
1: scan if you're concerned that there may be an underlying serious cause such as malignancy then a ct scan specifically to look at the pancreas um is is the next uh, best test Okay.
0: Now let's say that the patient is unfortunate enough to have pancreatic cancer. They may have painless jaundice, may have some weight loss perhaps, and um, some, some of them have back pain if the pancreatic tumour is growing backwards. Yeah. Uh, you do a CT scan, it shows it. there is pancreatic cancer. Um, what, what are the treatment options or what are the management options, I suppose, for that patient? One of the primary things you're looking for, um,
1: as well as identifying um, an abnormal mass on the CT, the other thing you're looking at is the stage of, of the tumour. So it's to find out um, how far it's spread from the pancreas and whether it involves uh, nodes or metastatic spread in, into the liver. And that Will help um, you sort out exactly what sort of treatment is, yeah. is best So, spread to liver or spread to lymph
0: nodes or involvement of the fascia, the portal vein or the. Yeah, there's some big SMA, vessels there. And so if, they- if they're directly involved, there's not very much else you can do. Yeah, okay. And, and then some patients can have an operation, a Whipple's procedure. What's That's the portion right. of patients that can be operated on? Um, unfortunately, it's quite a small proportion of patients.
1: That um, the nature of the disease of pancreatic cancer means that by the time they present, you know, the most common presentation, as we've suggested, is with jaundice. Then the tumour is, is um, quite advanced, um, and even with all the best tests, the patients may end up actually going to theatre and we may find at operation um, about half of them are, are found to be inoperable. Um, and then we're looking at other types of procedures just to relieve their symptoms, which normally involve either a placement of a stent or, or a bypass.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the stent can be done uh, by the ERCP, Endoscopic Retrograde cholangiopancreatography.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: ERCP sounds quite similar to MRCP,
1: but it's, it's, it is quite different. It's not. It shouldn't really be used as a diagnostic tool, but it's very much um, f- um, to treat specific conditions. So you can use ERCP. Um, in the stone patient you can actually remove stones but as we're talking about the, the cancer patient you can actually um, relieve the blockage and the most common way of doing that is by placing a stent in, in the duct itself. Yeah.
0: And a stent just, just comes past blockage and sometimes so you make a diagnosis, a plastic stent's put in until the diagnosis is made and then a self-expanding metal stent to try and keep the uh, the bile duct open. Yeah, there, there are
1: different stents available. Um, some are more temporary than others. And um, assuming if someone has an inoperable cancer, they've only got a few months to live. So, um, you know, normally
0: one of the expandable metal stents um, mm. lasts um, the life of the patient. Mm. OK. And there any other ways of relieving biliary obstruction, not necessarily in cancer?
1: Well, you can um,
0: radiologically... Um,
1: you can do a test um, called a PTC, where you can drain the bile externally. Um, a PTC, as I'm on a roll here, percutaneous transhepatic cholangiogram. Fantastic. Yeah. Percutaneous, so it's just going through the skin, so it's just accessing the bile ducts from the other end. Yeah, and that can be quite useful if you've got a large obstructing cancer, or if you've got some change in the anatomy on the inside, so you can't actually access. Mm. The duct from from the duodenum and so the, the other way to get to it is, is from mm. the outside mm. and that involves passing wires
0: through the liver into the, into the biliary tree from the mm. other direction. Okay, um, just while we're on biliary obstruction then, um, so we've talked about gallstones and carcinoma over the head of the pancreas, can you just uh, tell us some of the more unusual causes of biliary obstruction? Well, there
1: are other cancers. There's a cancer of the duodenum or cancer of the ampulla, and they're more unusual. But if, if you're going to get a, a cancer blocking your bile duct, uh, ampullary cancer is probably a good one to get because um, they, well, by the time you get jaundice, the, the tumour is actually still quite small, and so um, the cure rate is actually a lot higher with those. Um, and then I'm going back to our image of... Um, the um, diseases within the tube or within the wall or externally and within the wall you can get um, tumours of the bile ducts, um, conditions called cholangiocarcinoma, so if you know your Latin you can work it out um, yeah. without without knowing very much. Externally the most common things are um, uh, Tumours involving the lymph nodes, so anything that's going to cause enlarged lymph nodes. Um, yeah, the porta hepatis,
0: the entrance to the liver is quite Yeah, there, lo- there
1: are lots of glands around there, so anything that's going to cause enlarged glands, they may press on the duct itself. The other thing is um, tumours within the liver. Uh, most common in this country are, are secondaries or metastatic tumours, but if you've got a large bulk of tumour, you can end up blocking the um, the bile
0: ducts, uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, and occasionally, um, not you ever obviously, but some surgeons can damage the bile duct and cause some ischemic injury at uh, cholecystectomy.
1: Yeah, a well
0: known uh, benign cause. I try not to think about too
1: much. Is obviously iatrogenic, um, which means caused by the doctor. Mm-hmm. The most common one is uh, secondary to uh, to simple gallbladder removal. Mm-hmm. And if you think that's one of the most common operations we do nowadays, unfortunately we do see um, at least one or two every year.
0: Are there any other benign causes of um, bile duct stricture? You can get other diseases such as
1: um, um, sclerosing cholangitis, um, where the the, um, the hole of the tube can yeah. narrow. Yeah, associated with ulcer colitis. Yeah, 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 they can be very
0: difficult to treat, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And then another cause is primary cirrhosis, which is a, an autoimmune condition, obviously more commonly affecting middle aged ladies than anybody
1: else. Yeah, has but, been most autoimmune yeah. conditions.
0: Yeah, and then um, various obscure worm infestations, the Norwegian fishworm. Um, that's
1: fantastic john tell me about that yeah
0: i'll sort of <laughs> stop now okay so i think that uh, covers all the bases so paul could you just summarize the important things that you think students should know about obstructive tawness?
1: Um i think it's important to um, recognize the causes of it um, one common mistake that students uh, make is they they see a patient with gallstones and see that uh, the liver function tests are abnormal and just assume that one is caused by the other, but um, gallstones simply within the, the gallbladder itself are not going to cause abnormal liver function. You have to have an actual blockage of the bile duct, so uh, it's important to think about that and think about the potential causes that we've discussed um, already today.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much indeed, Paul.